What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. All right, everybody. We are here at Amber Falls. We, we packed our suitcase. Yes. And we came out to Amber Winery, Falls. Vineyard. We're here with Pat. He's the winemaker here at Amber Falls. Um, we've actually never been here. Mm -hmm. It's about an hour drive from where we live. Yeah. We've been to the location. They have a second location in Opry Mills, which, which we did loved. a tasting yes. and we bought some bottles. We love the Syrah. So we mm -hmm. did come home with the Syrah for sure. Yes. But we've never been to the actual winery and our friend Bev. Yep. The ultimate hooker upper hooked us up with this awesome experience to come to Amber Falls and to interview Pat, the winemaker. Yeah. We're so excited to be here. Thank, thank you, Bev. you, Bev. And thank you, Pat, for doing this with yeah. us. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us and tell us all things Amber Falls. So we just want to start off and just, uh, yeah, Pat, tell us how you got into Amber Falls and the winemaking and yeah, where it all started and where you are now. Well, it uh, started when my uh, stepdaughter bought me a home winemaking kit. So, I mean, and I didn't drink wine, but I just thought it was cool that you can make a beverage with alcohol. Yeah. You can just make it at home. So that's what I started and I made it and I thought it was pretty fun. So I planted a few grapes and um, just continued from there. But then I went to... Uh, when, when, uh, I mean, that's what got me started. Yeah. Interested in. Mm -hmm. So then when my sister and brother-in-law decided they wanted to start a winery, which I was living in Houston at the time, they were living in, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. And, uh, so when they decided they wanted to do this, they knew I was doing home winemaking and I had, a in my uh, dining room, I had a little section separated from the rest of the room for my little makeshift winery, with, which I had carboys all over and all that. So anyway, I, I would, I'd made a lot of, quite a few different varieties. And then when they decided to do this, they asked us if we wanted to do it. I thought, yeah. I had a construction company at the time. So anyway, I was tired of being in Houston. So from there, I went to uh, school. I went to, it's called uh, TV Munson. It's a viticulture and knowledge school. It's in Denison, Texas. So that's where I went to school to learn all the technical yeah. start of it, part of it. And then uh, when we're done with that, I started coming up here when they were just starting to plant the grapes. So what I did is I I would come here for two weeks. I'd go back to Houston for two weeks. And I did that for, I don't know, nine months or whatever, somewhere around there. And then we moved up here. And then uh, when I was here, I worked over it with, with uh, Keg Springs mm -hmm. for okay. a period of time because you go to school 
you learn all the technical and you learn some of the, you know, hands-on. But uh, when I came here, I'd work with them to get a little practical experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's when you're doing uh, home wine making and then you go to commercial, it's a big jump. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're going from teaspoons to pounds. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when you're going, you're making a uh, five gallon carboy and you go to where you're making 500 and a thousand gallons. So if, if you mess up a carboy, big deal. Right. But if you do 500 or a thousand, then it's, it's, it's a big deal. A it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we're doing, you know, thousands of gallons, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, anyway, that's basically what we did. And, and the TV Munson, that school, TV Munson was the man who, when Europe lost all their grapes to phylloxera, mm -hmm. he was the one that developed the, uh, the rootstock to get them back started. So did again. he invent like the hybrids? Like, he, like the French American hybrids? No, he just came up with, uh, uh, I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what, Yeah. but, but it was the rootstock that he, because the school has, some of the plant, I mean, this is like in the late 1800s. They have some of those? They still have some of the vines there. That is so That's, cool. And they're like, they got trunks on them. Like what? 18 inches. Of, That's amazing. They get, they'll get a few leaves on it, might get a couple grapes. Wow. So they're <laughs> but kind they're, of producing still after still, all yeah. those. Wow. I mean, not much, but yeah. just a few little, but still. There's wow. life in there. Yeah. That's so cool. do you, you had a pretty good experience at that school. Mm -hmm. You liked it? Yeah. How long does that take to come out with, you know, no. Well, it's a couple, like two years. Two years. Two okay. years. But there, it's a, yeah, it's a good school. And it's, it's, uh, it's, at that time, Texas was pretty young in the, in the development of their, their uh, winery stuff. And, and they went through some of the issues that we go through here in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but now they've got. A lot. Yeah, uh, a lot. I think yeah. that I read somewhere where they're second to California. What? As far as like the number of people that go to, you know, wineries and, yeah, it's all over the place. They're, yeah. They're everywhere. What's the main wine country in Texas that everybody the, goes to? Uh, probably the Hill Country. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, around Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg. And, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is the climate just like the Tawar, like in that area for like, do they, the grapes just do better? Well, it's, it's rocky and... Uh -huh. Which is, which is good for grapes. Right. I yeah. mean, this, this actually, for what I understand, talking to people, this used to be a, a grape growing area. Oh, this area here. Yeah. Yeah. This did until, until, uh, prohibition. Oh, and then they probably just tore everything up. Yeah. And then this, this used to be a cotton farm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, you notice when you're driving wherever you travel in the country, like when you start seeing like, well, here's a winery and then, you know, another exit, here's a winery. You can kind of tell like, oh, this, mu this must be a good place to grow yeah. grapes. Mm -hmm. When you start seeing them, we saw Keg Springs, we saw not just, you know what you mean? Yeah. This is the pocket where, okay, you must be able Certain to. Certain varieties. Yeah. yeah. Right. Correct. Because we, we, uh, all the grapes at the end of the, this and. Is all Chamberson. 
Oh, okay. Which grows really well here. Yeah. We, we produce really good chamberson. But we originally had Cab Saab over there. Really? Yeah. And they just don't do well. They don't do well. Right. Yeah. We had one year where we had uh, grapes that you could make a decent wine out of. Yeah. They just, they can't hang. Cab grapes have to hang a long time. You mm -hmm. want to get the, so you can get the pH up and the, you want the sugar, the bricks up and the pH up. Right. Yeah. So what, just can't do it. what kind of grapes are you growing on property here at Amber Falls? We have uh, Blanc Dubois. We have uh, Save All Blanc. We have Chamberson. We have Zinthiana, which Zinthiana is a Zinfandel hybrid. Yeah. It's a cross of uh, Zinfandel and uh, Zinthiana. And they call it Norton sometimes too, don't they? Right. They're yeah. the same. See, the ones same on the other side, the... Crimson Cabernet. Yeah. That's Cab in North. Okay. But they are the same. Group. Yeah. So uh, we haven't gone into hybrids a lot yet, which we should because we, we in the beginning of our journey starting this, we would go to Georgia a lot. We went mm. to a lot of wineries in Georgia and we got a big education on French American hybrids, all this, the hybrids, phylloxera, all that stuff you were talking about. And um, it's these kind of grapes can go really grow really well in the south mm -hmm. in certain areas um and it sounds like all the ones that you mentioned are all hybrids right yeah chamberson's a french hybrid yeah mm -hmm. and it does really well the yeah. Zinthiana and the uh crimson cab they don't do i mean the vines look really good yeah but they just don't produce a they lot don't. of fruit now. right in the the blanc du bois it's a i mean it depends on the the uh year but i mean it's sometimes it's a struggle but we've had fairly good results but the uh the uh, blanc dubois was developed in florida at florida state oh okay by oh. emile dubois that's why it's blanc dubois. oh interesting and it was designed it, he, to grow in high humidity areas oh, okay so they grow a lot of that in texas i heard that that's where i've heard about it is in, is in texas. texas yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a winery hack winery it's in uh santa fe texas which is down by galveston okay and he grows it so, okay and it's super humid there when you're because you're close to the gulf right but it, it does fine there wow so um how often are you here? Like every day working like pretty long hours? Uh, just a eight hour day. Yeah. I mean, depending on what's going on. Right. Sometimes it's longer. So are you doing a lot of stuff out in the vines too? Or do you have someone that's like no, a vineyard we have a, we manager? We have a vineyard manager. Okay. That does that. Yeah. Yeah. We just do, I do the, the wine and then when it's time for crush, they bring them in and I'm typically back here. They bring the grapes in, and then we do the crushing and pressing. Wow! So you've come a long way. If it's way. white wine, you know you you know the reds don't. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. you've come a long way from uh, the home kit making days. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I know, and it, uh, it's like one of the classes because I've taken continuing education classes, and one of the classes I took it was called award winning reds. And the guy that was teaching it was asking me, now this was probably 
eight or ten years ago, and he was asking me uh, where I worked, and I said, "Well, so Tennessee, Amber Falls Winery," and he said, "So you're doing your your uh, kind of an internship?" I said, "No, <laughs> I'm the winemaker." <laughs> he said, internship. Boy, you just jumped right in, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when you're passionate about something and it sounds like you really found a passion when you got that home winemaking kit, it's like that little thing can just start this big thing. And yeah. here and you're just, you know, and then that happened with you, you said your brother and your sister-in-law, right? Or your sister and your brother-in-law. Right. Yeah. So it's no, it, 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 yeah. I mean, when you start making the wine like that, it it gets Starts a hold of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, wine's something, I mean, we love it. And it's so interesting because I feel like it's just, there's so many facets to it mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. And it's so historical too. Like it's just been around yep. since the beginning of time pretty much, you know, yep. and I just think it's fascinating. Well, it's ever changing and growing too. So, and it's never boring. Right. right. I mean, no. when I, cause I grew up in South Louisiana and then I moved to Houston. Well, I was a land surveyor for like 20 years. And uh, that's kind of my 20 years. And then I got tired of it. It just got boring. So then I started my construction company. Well, I did that for like 20 years. And then that got, but winemaking never gets boring. Yeah, because right. <laughs> there's always challenges. Yeah, would well, you say that's your favorite thing about winemaking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's always challenges, and it's the creative. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty creative person. Yeah. And it's the you know creative stuff that you can do with wine. I mean, blending. Just I mean, it's, it's unlimited. Mm. Yeah. Just you're limited to your imagination. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, we are going to try some wines here in a little bit. We are actually down in the tasting room. So we walked in here and then you kind of go downstairs and it's almost like you're in a cellar. Yeah. Don't you say? It almost is like a wine cellar. It's like a cellar. Um, and then there's this big bar where you can do tastings, there's some seating area back to the left area. And then there's a whole gift shop with a bunch of goodies that you can some buy. Beautiful customers buying wine and goodies. Yes. Currently, as, right we, as speak. we speak. <laughs> From Texas. From Texas. Oh, oh that's cool. awesome. <laughs> what did you guys buy? Oh, we got, uh, we couldn't pass up the Crescendo and uh, the Double Oak. Fantastic. That's nice. Awesome. Yes. And they have also a massive outdoor seating area that is Beautiful really outdoor. pretty. Um, the girls are out there. Our, my kids are out there right now with our dog. They're kind of hanging out. Yeah. You do special <laughs> events. Uh, throughout the year too, right? Yeah, we have our our music season. Okay, which will start. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> week. I don't know when is there is there music stuff going on. It's starting pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. It's almost that. Time. You got a so big stage do, out there. What we do during the cold months, we have the the last Sunday of every month, we have Gumbo Sunday. Oh, fun! So we make chicken and sausage gumbo and have music it's chicken and sausage gumbo potato salad garlic bread what i'm coming out <laughs> well and you and, have that cajun wine right and we have music what's yeah. the wine that you guys have that's really popular yeah. cajun, cajun fest because cajun 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 we also have a cajun fest every year yes okay. which that's which really we'll fun. have 
this year. Okay. The the uh, when the COVID thing came, that's when we quit doing the Cajun. Food. Right. Yeah. But we're gonna start it up again this yeah. year. That's that's awesome. And that's where the Cajun Fest. You need to look at the label on that one. I think we saw the label when we went. We went and tried these wines, a lot of them, when we went out to Upper Mills. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I loved that too. That like I haven't gone to a mall that had a wine tasting room, so I just thought that that was like very unique mm-hmm. thing about the mall. I'm like, sweet, you yeah. shop, and then you can that go. That location must do really well. For it's you a guys. nice facility too. It's a beautiful yeah. facility. Yeah. Yeah, that was a smart idea. Yeah. But um. I liked that one too, the Cajun one. Mm-hmm. It's good. Well, the Cajun Fest, if you look at the label on that, the guy there with the fiddle. Yeah. He's actually the first Cajun band that played out here. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that guy is Matthew Doucet. Oh. His dad is a uh, has a big time Cajun band. I mean, he's like he's like uh, the Rolling Stones of Cajun music. Really? <laughs> yeah, and he went to school in connecticut to make learn to make fiddles wow yeah i i like i like cajun food too oh yeah yeah well i guess that's really popular you said you're from louisiana originally right Mm -hmm. so did you eat a lot of cajun food growing up you can't oh yeah (laughs) well you had it when you went to school (laughs) (laughs) when you went to school your lunches (laughs) (laughs) so there's always like gumbos and stuff like that yeah man What's your favorite gumbo? Seafood. Seafood gumbo. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, ever go back to Louisiana? No, I haven't been. I don't I haven't been back to Houston. I haven't been back to Louisiana. He's too busy making wine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you make it down to Florida sometime so you can get some seafood. Yeah. They, I like, uh, see, there isn't any good seafood. No, not at all. Anywhere. And it's, it's very hard because seafood is like my favorite food. Like, I feel like I could eat that like only like for the rest of my life yeah. and I would be fine. That's how I am too. I love Yeah. Seafood. And there's just like not, no. And see to make, cause I can make good seafood gumbo, but you can't get. Yeah. No, you can't. It's not fresh enough. No. It's not. No. I you mean, have to be able to get, you have to be able to get shrimp with the head still on. Yes. And crabs. So you can cook, mm-hmm. take all the, all that stuff and you cook all that to make for the, the stock. Shrimp. I know. I've got a I've got a, a container in my freezer full of that somebody brought some crabs. Lucky shrimp that I boiled and made the stock. I got my Yeah, food. I was recently I went to go see my gra- my grandparents go to Florida for like they stay in this little community that's almost like a camping community where they stay for like three months. Mm-hmm. And we went to Anna Maria Island. It's like off um like kind of like the Gulf of Mexico mm-hmm. by near Tampa. And um we went out to the seafood restaurant and I about just, I was like, it was one of the best things I've ever <laughs> Fresh fish, fresh shrimp. Amazing. And then my grandparents, this is funny. They wanted to go to a, a buffet the next day. And right when you walk in, they had the shrimp and they were like, Kelsey, aren't you going to try the shrimp? And I was like, I can't. <laughs> Cause the one I had the other day was just so well, good. I don't, I don't care for shrimp. So. Oh really? Yeah. I love shrimp. But I love crabs, blue crabs. Mm, uh, I don't know if I've had blue crab. Ooh, he won't I, eat it. He won't eat this stuff. And I'm like, because he grew up in Chicago. And I why think are you throwing never... me under the bus? Because it's hard for me. <laughs> like, it's hard for me. Like, I almost feel painful looking at him being like, when we're out at these places, like, you can't eat the seafood. And it's so good. Yeah. But he's like, he thinks it's gross. Moving on to more winemaking talk. 
Bev, let's start pouring some drinks. <laughs> you can make some gumbo wine. I know. Yeah, well. All right. Bev poured our first wine. What are we about to try? This is uh, Blanc du Bois. It's uh, uh, similar to a Sauvignon Blanc. I think it's better than a Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. It's got a pretty nose on it. Yeah. Most Sauvignon Blancs that I've tasted have this real bell peppery. And it's... Mm. Mm. I love the nose on it. Yeah. Very crisp. This is really unique and really good. Citrus. The thing too, I think Philip, like when you try these different varietals like the hybrids and stuff like this, they're so they're so different from, you know, wines that you would normally gravitate to, like a cab or a Sauvignon Blanc or a Pinot Grigio. Like I feel like this is it just opens your mind to the world of wine and mm -hmm. you're like, wow, like this is totally different from any white that you could just buy that's like common to buy on the market. And it's really good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But a lot of people well, they want to drink what's familiar to them. Yeah. A mm -hmm. name they recognize. Yep. So they're kind of, which to me, they're missing out. We talk, we talk about that a lot. Like, what's the harm in trying something? You know, we have one life here on earth and it's not going to kill you to try something, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's fun. It's educational. Well, and there's thousands of grape bridles, as you guys know. So. Mm -hmm. To, to say you're not going to try something because you're not familiar with it and you don't know what, the, you know, the name is, is just baffling to me because there are so many good, first of all, grapes, but the, what you guys are doing as winemakers to these grapes to make them, you know, a great representation of what they can truly be is, mm -hmm. a, is amazing, you know? Yeah. So we just encourage everybody to try stuff that you might not be familiar with or haven't tried before, because I think... It, just like anything, expanding your your mind and growing and learning about other things that you're not familiar with is, is just kind of the, the key of life. So wine world is huge and vast, you know? Yeah. yeah. This is really like lemony and grassy mm -hmm. to me in like all the best ways. I really like this. Here's the thing about wine, though. When you try a, any particular wine, winemakers have stylistic differences mm. so you can take i mean it doesn't matter what grape it is it, I, I could go out and pick a bunch of grapes and give one winemaker half of them i take half and we could make wine and it might taste totally different right because of you stylistically right right i mean i don't know if you ever look look at uh the yeast that's available different types of yeast mm -hmm. i mean it's like I mean, you can, I mean, they say handcraft or whatever. You can literally craft your wine to be whatever you want because right. there's so many things available, yeasts, that it'll tell you this yeast will bring out this characteristic. Wow. This yeast will bring out this. And it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's, you, you ever see a Scott Labs book? Mm -mm. I'm going to give you one when you leave. Oh, cool. I've got like, <laughs> but I'll give you an old one. Nice. But, but you can look at it and see how many different kinds of yeast there are. 
I mean, it's like it's like vast. And, yeah, and then wow. you read about the different yeast. If you want fruit forward or mm-hmm. whatever, it's it's all there. Which wow. is again has to be really fun to experiment and play with if you're trying to come up with something new or something that you haven't tried before, yeah. or if you're going for a specific taste. It's like, like he's said. an artist. He yeah. is an yeah. artist. You know? Well, it is. Yeah. I'll tell you when when I was going to school, one of the uh, the uh, guys teaching the class, he was a uh, uh, a chemistry professor at Texas Tech. And he started wine. He and uh, uh, two of the different ones that we had in classes, one of them was from uh, University of Texas. The other one was from Texas Tech. They had experimental vineyards. And he was telling me that when he started into winemaking, he thought his chemistry background would be great. Yeah. And he said it really hindered him. Oh, wow. More than because, because winemaking is more of an art yeah. than a science. Yep. Right. Yeah. And he's used to, you know, formulas. And, it has to be exact, right? You can have formulas. Yeah. But it's like sweet wines you make, blackberry, peach. Those yeah. Are all basically formula wines. Mm-hmm. Right. But those aren't the ones that are fun to make. <laughs> right. Well, and like we were talking about a little bit earlier, like wines, like, Wine can't really be a formula if it's ever changing because you kind of have to go like whatever the grape, if it might be different this time or, That's you, right. you know, That's exactly right. whatever's available to you. Maybe you don't like yeast you used to use isn't available. So you have to go with a different one. So it's. No, that's exactly yeah. right. That's because you look at California wines. Their, their grapes are more consistent mm-hmm. because they're climate. They you know, France. I mean, the French winemakers have vintages you know, five years out, right. already sold. Right. Because they know exactly what they're going to get. Yeah. Because of the weather, they, they know. They don't have that. Here, we don't have that no. luxury. We, here, you, I mean, what they taught us was a good winemaker is somebody that can fix any problem that right. you have. Right. Because like, it's just what you just said. From year to year, the weather's different, mm-hmm. so the grapes are different. You, right. It's, it's, you and can't. Think, you get a good vintage. You can't reproduce it, right? Because the grapes aren't going to be the That's same. That's why you want to yeah. buy it and drink it. Well, and I think you were saying earlier that you had, a, you know, one year where the production was small, like you didn't have as much production as you normally would. So it's like, oh, we've had a few years. Yeah. Like that. So when yeah. you're dealt with like, okay, I only got half you know, what I normally get, that's like, what do you do? You know? It's... Well, it's like I was talking about the cab grapes that just didn't do. We had Chardonnay. Yeah. But they Chardonnay, they, they butt out early in the year in the freeze. Yeah. We'd get them every year. Right. So, but the, the cab, we had one year in 2009 where it was good. Yeah. Why? But after that, forget it. It's not, I mean, you can use it to blend and and you can make a drinkable wine, but, you know, as a winemaker, you want to make award-winning wine. Right. You don't want to. Yeah, which is why, and I don't know if that's the case with this next one, because I think we're trying a Merlot, um, that you said that you bring in grapes from other places. So, and there are a lot of, you know, wineries that do that, I'm sure, all over oh, yeah. the United States. Um and that's because you want to have a quality in this that you, you can't grow. Um, so, yeah, tell us about this next one that we're going to try. That Merlot, that's a, a 
I'm thinking that's a, a heck, I don't even know. I don't even remember what vintage that is. Oh, it's good. It's oh. it's like a, a it's mm. not on the bottle. Well, it's uh, really good. <laughs> but that was that was in barrels for for probably three years. Wow, I get, I get, I get that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And you said these are Washington, Washington State, Washington State. Yeah, they come from uh, Columbia Valley mm. and uh, Walla Walla. Mm. That's where the the good Syrah comes from, Walla Walla. Mm-hmm. We love Walla Walla Syrah, but, mm-hmm. but with with. Uh, Washington State fruit, it's consistent from year to year. Mm. So you know what you're going to get. Yeah. When we get to uh, see, what is the alcohol in that? It's like. It's probably like, I was going to say 14.5 or something. 15. 15. You see, we don't, that's the grapes. When we get them, the bricks are like 26. And I mean, that's really high. Here we can get maybe 22. Right. 22 will give you about. 12% 12% alcohol, 2012 or 12. Yeah. Those are like 24, 26 bricks. So wow. you're getting that and you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Which is what you want. Yeah. You want to do as little as possible because every process that you do and like filtering, see, we don't filter the reds mm. because it strips color, right? flavor. Right. So we just rack it, rack it, rack it. Yeah, I knew when we poured this and I started, I was like, oh, it's higher in alcohol because of the wine lakes. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But it's actually, this has kind of like a, I get almost like a cocoa-ness with it too. I don't know if either of you guys get that, but. I get deliciousness. Yeah. I love it. Well, that was one thing going to school, they're talking about when your tasting room is don't, when somebody's going to try a wine. Uh-huh. Don't tell them. Let them just come up with their own Don't thoughts. tell them what they're going to taste. Yeah. Because not everybody's going to get the same Oh, thing. totally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if they taste it and they don't get what you said, well, then they think, well. They're wrong. Yeah, something yeah. wrong with me. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with you. Everyone's palate is totally different. Mm-hmm. I love this one, though. That's what I say. There's no, there's no, it's, the good wine is the one you like. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. If it's, okay, so how much does the yeah, Merlot just, sell for here? Merlot, this is 2661. Okay. And well, the we previous were, one before was It's 21. 21. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you guys can come to the tasting room and purchase these bottles. You know, this actually would be a Merlot that I would buy for all those people that are like Merlot. I'm like, "Well, try this and then I'll change your mind." Mm-hmm. I really do love the um the oaky on it, like the oak that comes through. Yeah, you too. definitely get the barrel. Yeah. This one I'm really excited about. Mm. Yes. Double barrel. Double And the barrel. reason we call it double barrel is because it's aged in wine barrels and then whiskey barrels. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I think we're really going to like this one. This is a special bottle. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're drinking when this you're This is like you're wine. talking about your baby. I saw that yeah. big grin on your face, and you're like, this is, this is my baby. Mm. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah, so that that wine when we put it in barrels, that's also a Washington State cab. Mm. When we put that in the whiskey barrels, it's like fourteen and a half, fourteen percent. When we get it out, wow. it's like eighteen percent. Wow! Wow! Because of the 
when we get the whiskey barrels, they still have a little bit of yeah. whiskey in them. Right. They keep them wet because you want them wet. If you get them, the first time I did it, we got barrels from Leaper's Fork, and they they'd been uh, emptied. It's been like two or three weeks, so it took a long time for it to totally dry to get the the, the bourbon flavor out. Yeah. Because really, it's not the alcohol mm. you're looking for. I mean, that's just there. Right. It's the flavor. The flavor. the flavor that you want. Yeah. And you said you used four roses barrels mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Now, did you come up with the idea to do the the barrel aged thing? Yeah, or? but I mean, it wasn't an original idea. No. I went yeah. to a I went to a, a wine deal in Birmingham. Actually, they have the the uh, car race. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I am. Yeah. The Alabama yeah. the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a wine deal there, and the, and the distributors that were putting it on, we had a booth there and all. So I went there, and somebody there had a a bourbon-aged cab. And I thought, wow, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we stole somebody else's idea. So then did you mm-hmm. just reach out to Four Roses to see if they had any empty barrels? Well, or how does that process? No, you, you can, can call them. them. Okay. It, it, I mean, I think anybody can. Oh, okay. Can buy them. Yeah, you call them, but what you when you call them, uh, and then they have a date. They have a date to say that this is the day that you can come and get them. Okay. So when you go pick them up, you have your trailer there. They roll the barrels down, empty them, put them on your trailer. Nice. Wow. Well, so when we get the barrels here, they're they're wet. Right. Which is freshly empty. Yeah, which is what you want. Yeah. We, all we have to do is we have a barrel rack deal that we can roll the barrels and rinse out whatever's in there because mm-hmm. there's charcoal. Because uh, whiskey barrels are heavy charred. Mm-hmm. Wine barrels are toasted. Mm. So there's chunks of charred oak in there. So we get all that out and put it in there. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I love this one. So do you guys feel like a lot of people come out here and gravitate towards the sweet because they're li- we're in Tennessee and so they just kind of try the sweet a lot? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, sweet. I mean, it's a sweet tea. Yeah. Country. Right. <laughs> so, we've always heard the Tennessee wine people, they say sweet pays the bills, but, you know, the reds, we we even know an Italian winemaker. Yep. He's like, just you know, so in, much in Georgia, he makes muscadine. He's like, that's what pays the bills. But then I get to do what I want. use that funding to do the fun oh, stuff that's, and that's, the creative stuff. Yeah, you know, that's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. But sweet wines pay the bills. Yeah. I mean, we the, the peach and the blackberry. Yeah. It sells probably three or four times as much as, I mean, it's a, huge difference yeah wow but i think that is there is something to say that the fact that the ones that are not sweet are really good and people need to if you're listening to this then highly recommend coming out and trying not just the sweet but the ones that are not as well because yeah. they're amazing yeah i mean <laughs> if you really like good. sweet wines and no st- problem you know, yeah yeah but just like anything, I think over time, people's palates change and maybe you start going from the sweet to the semi-sweet and maybe from the semi-sweet to the little well, dry and that's true. you find yourself drinking a bourbon barrel aged. That's true. Cab, right. that is, that's absolutely true. Well, I think more so even what I was saying was like, I think people think in their heads, it's a Tennessee winery. 
they're only known for sweet wines. They're only going to have sweet wines. So if I go there, that's pretty much all there is to offer. And oh, that's also true. Yeah. And this, this just could not be further from the truth. Like they have huge variety of things that you can try here, Correct. not just sweet wine. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely true. And that's why some liquor stores won't sell your dry wines. Hmm. Well, you know, because of that, because customers come in, they've got in their mind, in their head. it's yeah. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be sweet, but it's like, yeah, it, you know. And that might be the case at some wineries, but it's not, it's definitely not here. Yeah. yeah so some amazing darker red. But we are going to finish wine, with something so. a little sweet, I think. Yeah. I'm excited to try this. So what is this one? Uh, yeah. You want to tell us about what this one is, Pat? Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams mm. is a cream sherry style wine. Mm. And I learned how to make that the process that I do from the wine master for Taylor Wines. Mm. And uh, it's to simulate the Solera method, which is the traditional. I mean, we had a guy from, from uh, Portugal here and tasted that. And he was like, wow. He says, this is the first time I've tasted a, a, a cream sherry style wine that tasted like what they get in Portugal. And yeah. It, it's, it's because, I mean, the, 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 the uh, wine master, for Taylor Wines, who he is not now, he, now he's, he's a winemaker for other, like six different wineries up in the Finger Lakes but his name was uh, Dominic Carosetti. And he said that when they started making this process, they went around the country and they would do tastings and comparing it to, uh, to uh, what's the, I'm not going to be able to think of it. No worries. It's a, it's real popular. It's, it's a, sherry style it's i mean if you heard the name you'd say oh yeah but anyway they went around doing tastings and blind tastings yeah and he said almost every time people picked what they had really he said but when we tell them what you picked he said some of these people would get mad at us oh Oh my gosh that's funny but anyway, it's it's like I say, it's a to simulate the Solera method, and it's mm. basically taking white, oh my gosh. white wine and and uh, I mean sherry is just oxidized wine. This you, is delicious. It's a controlled. This oxidation. is so good. What would you would you just have this like with any any kind of food? Like, would you do like a chocolate with it or something like sure. that? Sure, yeah. it's a dessert. It's a yeah know, or. A cigar. cigar. Well, oh, I was yeah. going to ask you, do you feel like you're on Frasier right now? <laughs> For Sherry, yes. yes. You guys ever watch Frasier? I love Frasier. The show Frasier? I always drink Sherry. So they Frasier. drink Sherry. You talking about reruns? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, he loves Frasier. That's one of his favorites. Yeah, I used to like Frasier. And they're really into wine and they drink Sherry on the regular. <laughs> yeah, they're wine snobs. Yeah, oh, yeah, they are. This is really good. That's what I always tell mm. people that are that kind of have that Yummy. Well, we don't drink sweet wines. We don't, you know, like that. And I say, well, sweet wines are dessert. Yeah. When you go have a a meal, a dessert, you get something sweet. Right. Well, I say the dries are your 
main course and the sweets are your dessert. But I like with this one how you really do get the alcohol. You know what I mean? Like you don't, it, not like in an overwhelming way, but it's not like this overpowering sweet mm-hmm. bomb. It's not like just juice. Like you get that, that alcohol and a lot of caramel, which I love. Which you have to use uh, grape spirits. Mm. Like port, you can use uh, mm. from whatever. I mean, that is brandy, lovely. Brandy spirits from whatever fruits, different kinds of fruit. Yum. But this, from what I learned in the class, was specifically grape spirits. You could put that on some ice cream. Mm-hmm. That'd be good on ice cream. Mm. So good. Well, this has been so much fun. It's been amazing. We really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to talk with us. And come just, check out Amber Falls. Come check out Amber Falls. Are we in Hampshire? Mm-hmm. We're in yeah. Hampshire. Is that the pronunciation Hampshire. correct? Hampshire. Yeah. See, I'm about to, yeah. Anyways, Make I always say the things trip. wrong. You guys have a website, I'm sure. So oh, yeah. if you have like events and stuff going on, you could check it out there. Um, <clears throat> like I said, our music season starts April. April. Yeah. Yeah. Amber yeah. Falls Winery at Facebook, Instagram and dot com so there's something for everybody out here and they have a beautiful area to sit down and even when it's cold you can come in here and hang out with bev and do a tasting yeah if you come here yes. ask for bev she's a wealth of knowledge and then they do have the tasting room out in opry mills yes which and is cool so you can still try the wine and you know if you live all the way on that side you don't you know you have an option there. yeah when we visited that we were just shopping and we then... knew we knew the guy that was doing the tasting actually yep so and uh, we stopped in there and got some wine and then yeah, continued shopping. So it's a nice little pit stop if you are in Opry Mills. Well, so. I want to have a glass before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we know some people that can yeah. facilitate that. So, <laughs> Pat, thank you for your time. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. Check out Amber Falls and uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers.